0: Warning. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems, including but not limited to impaired judgment, organ failure, projectile expulsion of Taco Bell, limp dick, distorted recognition of potential sexual partners, and poop lots of poop.
1: Please enjoy this podcast responsibly. If you're happy and you know it, Papa Cook. If Hey, 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 wobbly winos, and welcome to Why Why We're We're Whining,
0: whining. the holiday bender taking you on a wine adventure.
1: I'm Tommy Lucas.
0: And I'm Lucy Zoukaitis,
1: And today, we're still whining about holiday Holiday drinking.
0: drinking. Yes! Oh, that was pretty good.
1: (laughs) And uh, are you excited about today's wine, Lucy?
0: I'm excited about every day's wine.
1: Well, this one, we're going to the Spanish coast.
0: España.
1: Espana. You know me. I do love a Spanish red. Yes. We are drinking a Luna Brillante.
0: Wait, isn't this my wine talk?
1: Um. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> Why the fuck am I doing it? Jesus Christ.
0: This is the Luna Brillante.
1: Sparkly moon wine.
0: So this is a red blend. And this is from okay. Navarra a region in Spain. Where
1: exactly is that, Lucy? Tell me with your powers well, of geography.
0: It is in northern Spain. Ah,
1: I see. and
0: the capital and largest city there is Pamplona, famous for uh, the annual running of the bulls.
1: Part of me for a long time wanted to do that, but oh. then I came to my senses and knew that I would end up with like a bullhorn up my ass and I just
0: But would it maybe be mind. worth it? I don't
1: know that getting gored, gourd, is that what's called Yeah. Gourd? I don't know that that's in my grand plan for life. To be fair, I don't know what else is in that grand plan, but I don't think getting sodomized by a bullhorn is one of those
0: things. But what a way to go. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, wow. It is a dry, dusty region with sparse, hilly terrain, but somehow the grapes grown there managed to retain the essential acidity despite the hot and arid conditions
1: oh kind of like is it giving me a little bit of like new mexican vibes
0: yeah i bet it is kind of a similar climate okay so in the Navarra region the wines coming from here are in very high demand they are considered the darling of spain so like any tapas bar oh you will see wine from there on their wine list great luna Brillante. it is 43 percent tempranillo 30% 30% Grenache and 30% Merlot. Mm, okay. ABV on this is 13.6%.
1: Oh, I'm going to like this. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I feel good about it. And I think it's going to be kind of different than anything we've had yet.
1: Can I pour it while
0: yeah. you tell yes, me more about gonna it? Yes, I'm going to talk a little more about it. Great. So according to the Costco information, mm. this wine mm-hmm. is like a great flamenco dancer. It's zesty, spicy, and right at home on the tabletop. I'm not a flamenco dancer, but I am a dancer, and I think that I am zesty, spicy, and I do love to, like, perch on the tabletop or counter rather than sit in a chair or do other things on the counter.
1: You've had a couple experiences in that regard. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I like a kitchen counter. What can I say? (laughs) So, each vintage, the blend is customized, The proportions of each grape are going to change from year to year. So we're adapting to the time and the place and keeping it changing and alive. I love it. This is fermented and aged in a mix of stainless steel and oak. Okay. There is an extended aging process. And I don't know if this is the case for all of these, but on this one, it did specifically say that this is bottled specially for the advent calendar.
1: Oh, okay. So this is an exclusive. It is. All
0: right. Well. That being said.
1: Yeah. Can we like, let's. Uh, can we get into let's it? Let's get bit? into
0: this. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I like the nose Ooh, on spicy. it a lot. Spicy. Yeah. Definitely getting some of that oak and stuff on the nose. Mm. It's a little more like smoky almost tobacco
0: oh yeah
1: i get like smoke and leather almost you know Ooh,
0: leather yeah
1: i like it a lot the nose is delicious mm. color wise though it's it's a little lighter than i kind of thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be a little more brooding but um if it's classified mm. as a red table wine then i'm sure it's palate wise going to be a little more easy drinking
0: that would make sense or is it just that the dancer is on the table we don't know
1: mm. well either way we're gonna find out i'm gonna, right. I'm gonna Here go. slam this
0: It's a little more mild than I anticipated. Yeah,
1: I feel like using the adjective zesty and spicy are a little mm-hmm. off base with this.
0: I'm getting a little spice after the fact.
1: I'm not getting it, but...
0: It smelled a lot heftier than it's tasting yeah. to me, though.
1: I would say it's definitely more fruity on the palate. Which I
0: didn't smell much of no. at all because it was so overpowered by our tobacco and leather.
1: Right. I taste cherry. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little raspberry. Maybe plum? Plum. Yeah. But I'm, not, I'm missing some of that, like, heft earth spice and stuff. I feel like this is a little bit of a marketing mishap on this one. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Flavor-wise, I think it's delicious, but I think it's being billed as something that it's not.
0: It's funny, though, because the nose matched what this description was. Mm-hmm. But then, as you mentioned, the idea of table wine. Right. That's hard to put all of those together. And I do feel like we're getting more of, like, the classic concept of a table wine here
1: yeah it's it's just an easy crowd-pleasing red i feel like
0: i am getting a little spice on the finish though
1: i'm still not getting it but i'll just keep trying and see if that helps
0: <laughs> i imagine by the end of the bottle you'll find a little
1: thank you thank you i appreciate mm-hmm. your support yeah luna means moon
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was thinking about like the cosmos and like what does that look like oh boy i know i was deep in thought Uh-oh. and process about it and i was like let's think the christmas star do you know anything about the christmas star
0: like the tree topper
1: well I think the tree topper is a physical representation of what the Christmas oh, star was. Oh, uh, like is the
0: actually. one that the magi were following to find the baby.
1: There it is. There it oh, is. Oh, yes. Great. Yeah. So, um, it's actually not a star at all. Did you know that? No. It's a.
0: But that makes sense if we can see it. Is it a planet?
1: It is a planetary collision. So it's multiple oh. planets. So it's actually Jupiter and Saturn. They come together in close proximity. And it's this uh-huh. this kind of melding is known as the Great Conjunction. And actually, last year in 2020, it was the last year that it was, like, actually visible enough um, that you could see it with oh! such fervor that won't happen, like, for a long time again. I
0: saw it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So it actually happened on December 21st last year, which is coincidentally um, the... Winter Equinox.
0: I totally forgot about that, but I can Mm -hmm. like see where I was walking and looking up. Yeah. yeah.
1: There was a lot of hullabaloo about it because it hadn't been that way in a while and it won't be that way for a long time moving forward. So the great like conjunction happens like roughly every 20 years. But last year was particularly special because it was 400 years since the two planets were that close and 800 wow. years since this particular alignment um, was happening at night. So it could actually be seen because sometimes it happens during the day and like you just obviously wouldn't be able to catch it. So, yeah, but it was also, like I said, the day of the winter solstice and that was not anything like it doesn't always happen then. It was pure coincidence at that mm-hmm. moment.
0: Did you see it?
1: I feel like there was heavy cloud cover that day. Mm. And so I I think I could like see it briefly, but it wasn't super clear.
0: I was in Omaha and we got it. Yeah.
1: In Chicago, it was a little bit cloudy that day. So, um, they say that this similar cosmic event happened in seven BCE, which is said to be the star of Bethlehem or the Christmas star. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's great that you saw it in Omaha. It kind of sucks that I didn't really see it in Chicago. Um, because the next time you're going to be able to see this is going to be March 15th of 2080. So, oh, shit. I mean, I'll be dead for sure. So,
0: Well, given my genetics, <laughs> I'm going to be in a lot of pain but still clinging to life. So,
1: Well, keep drinking the Luna Brillante and uh, hope for the best then. <laughs> this has been a Tom C. Leucitis production in association with Double Daddy Studios.
0: Thank you for enjoying this podcast responsibly. I think that was the night I fell and hurt my hip too, but anyway. Oh God. I was like, oh no, that thing I've been worried about happened.
1: No, no, it didn't. It didn't. I'm just a moron and kind of buzzed. (laughs)